thanks for joining me on this edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm Bob Fibbs, your host. I'm known as the Retail Doctor. You can find out more about me by going to retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com, where you'll find I am one of the world's authorities on brick and mortar retailing. Also there, you'll find my popular blog, my resources on my video library, as well as other editions of the podcast. Let's get to our guest. On this episode, I'm interviewing Al Jerry, founder and CEO of ZigZag Global, on the challenges of retail returns across the globe, how they vary by country, and what his company is doing to make it easier for both consumer and retailer. If you sell anything online, you should pay attention. Welcome, Al Jerry of ZigZag. So who are you and what do you have to do with retail? ZigZag is a technology solution that helps retailers manage returns both domestically and globally. Uh, so we, we plug into uh, various different retailers uh, and um, help them bring back returns uh, into their, their supply chain uh, and help refund their consumers more quickly. Sounds boring. Why do I have to worry about returns? I mean, there's only a couple of returns that I have to deal with, right? In my stores or my online or is that some well, kind of problem worldwide? It's a, it's a global issue. Um, we've got around 89% of consumers in the UK now are checking returns policies before buying. Uh, and over uh, 80% of those customers will never shop again if they've got a bad returns experience. So it's wow. vital that a brand gets that right. About a third of shoppers are now buying with the intention of returning a product. Uh, so they're buying two or three sizes and they know they're going to return one before they've even clicked uh, the, the checkout. Now, what about uh, people buying and wearing it and returning? Is that growing? Yeah, we're seeing uh, two ways that's growing. First of all, uh, consumers uh, are, uh, as I say, buying multiple sizes, multiple colors and sending back. And if you markets like Germany, uh, for instance, they can experience return rates as high as 70% in, wow. uh, in, in women's fashion. So it's a huge issue. Uh, and uh, payment methods are changing. So people like Klarna try before you buy right. uh, schemes and even uh, Urban Outfitters this week's announced right. something called um, Newly which is a, a rental scheme so in, in essence that's a returns business where, where a fashion retailer is renting clothes to buyers rather than selling Where are some of the drop-offs that can really cost them? The biggest question that a retailer gets asked is where is my, my refund after the orders arrived so the, the first is where's my order and the second is where's my refund uh, so there's a customer service uh, cost to managing those questions. And, and customers want a few basic things from a retailer. They want an easy, transparent returns policy. They want convenient options that are both free and paid. Um, potentially, they want collections and drop-offs from home. Uh, they don't always want to have to walk stuff back into store. Uh, and they want a faster refund. It's critical now that the buyer gets their money back quickly if there's an issue with that purchase. And what about for the um, retailer side of it? Where's the where's the money for them? Because, you know, I always think of if someone's buying, let's say, four dresses, four different sizes of a dress, and uh, they buy it, and then they return it in, I don't know, what the return policies. So there's people up to a year. There's people, you know, three months. There's other people that are shorter. But now it comes back, uh, maybe two of them are slightly damaged or worn and the other two are way out of season is that a is that a problem 
Yeah, it's a huge issue. So the speed of refund is is critical to get those products back into the supply chain more quickly. And it might seem slightly counterintuitive, but if you know that a customer has bought three or four items uh, in different sizes, you you can pretty much guarantee that there's going to be a a refund there. So encouraging that customer to return earlier, even though that might seem um, unusual way uh, of doing business, is actually going to get those goods back into the supply chain when they're at a higher value and when when they're still in fashion. So I'm a brand. I would come to you and say, take over my returns. Is that correct? Yeah, so ZigZag uh, is a, a, a SaaS provider where uh, we plug in uh, to the website to take a copy of the order um, at the point of dispatch so we know what was in the basket. Um, and we localize that returns experience uh, for the consumer. So we're collecting data around why that customer is returning the products. Uh, and then we're providing over 100 carrier services around the world to help them bring that back into the supply chain so it could be a pickup or a drop-off collection from home um, uh, through a, you know a carrier, and then then that comes into a local warehouse. Uh, we've got 220 warehouses currently uh, in 130 countries that allow those consumers to to get that local experience. So if I'm a consumer, I'm just returning uh, through my local uh, carrier back to a local warehouse, which uh, really brings down that um, that time of refund. Mm. Um, if I'm the retailer, I, I care about improving the refund speed, boosting the loyalty. So, so making that customer have a good returns experience for the shop again uh, and reducing the cost of that so that the customer doesn't have to pro, uh, post goods from one side of the planet to the other. Um, obviously, international retail is growing uh, both in the in the States and everywhere. Well, the other, th- so, the other thing that I think is interesting about that is you're also getting rid of it, which it doesn't sound quite nice but you know a lot of retailers are pretty much saying if you return it in fact we've all had it right you do something from amazon and you return it and they're like just keep it we don't even care we don't want it and then there's other people that sideline the store and once it comes back it's not going back into the store you're going to take it and it's going to go to an off price and then maybe the off price is is full so it's going to go to maybe a another country and then if it doesn't get it there it's going to go i mean we're kind of so, we're kind of overrun with returns right now, aren't we? That's, that's right. I mean, we, we're using uh, predictive analytics to understand where is the consumer and where is the product and what's the demand for that product in that local market. What's the cheapest method of moving it back somewhere, and then how do we dispose of that product? Uh, either by refilling it to a new customer, uh, we could resell it through a marketplace. We could recycle it. We could donate it to a charity. Uh, we could wholesale it to a third-party liquidator like a TK Maxx or, or uh-huh. uh, so-and-so in local country. So we're reducing the, the cost of that. Uh, we're also providing all the customs documentation. Um, and the whole returns experience from the consumer takes less than 60 seconds. So it's a very slick process. One of the key things we do is we remove the label in the box. So uh, whilst we can still support label in the box, um, if you've got a label in the box, you don't know what's coming back until it arrives in your warehouse and you and you can't necessarily control the destination of those goods dynamically. Uh, if you've got a returns portal, you can actually have a lot more control over the cost, the direction uh, and the uh, the visibility about what's coming back and why. Wow. Are high streets doomed? Uh, is that, uh, you know, I, I read about it a lot that they always talk about it. Over there, just like we do in the States about Main Street. Um, you know, taking off your your zigzag uh, hat, um, what are some of the challenges that you think retailers could fix 
when it comes to the high street? We're seeing uh, models both in the US and the UK now where any store can accept another retailer's um, goods. And that's a really interesting. So Walgreens did that recently uh, in the US and we got retailers in the UK starting to do that now with um, different um, high street stores accepting what used to be considered competitive returns into their own stores now. So who do you think that benefits? Because it's kind of interesting. I I understand it benefits the customer because it's easy, but um, at the end of the day, are they hoping that any trip into the store gives me a chance to win you over or? Yeah, I think it's exactly that. It's footfall. Um, You know, footfall has been on the decline and they need to become relevant and and providing that convenience for the consumer that, that might just tip them back onto uh, the radar is, is very interesting. Well, and I've, you know, I know that when I was at NRF recently, they talked about how um, the reason there's so many robots coming into retail is for one simple reason that if you're not going to be making a trip to the store, something is going to have to take that merchandise from the store or a warehouse, and there physically aren't enough hands to do that, which is kind of alarming. <laughs> it's like, wow, really? Yeah. So I... Yeah, I definitely think you're going to see different transportation models um, as, as cities get clogged up and, and want to become more sustainable. So there's, a, there's an aspect uh, that ZigZag has around reducing the air miles that products need to travel and making them um, stopping double handling as well. So, for instance, if you're returning a shirt back to a retailer and we can find a, uh, a store that needs that, that product without having to send it to the warehouse first then we can cut a load of costs there and another thing that's really important for sustainability is going paperless so consumers don't want to have to print stuff out at home anymore they want the paperless return that they do through their mobile phone and they just hand the goods over so you know that's the future yeah now another thing that's kind of interesting when it comes to returns is um like Macy's backstage, you know, they decided they're not going to provide a third place. They're going to try to move them through their own stores. And they think that's the way forward. I think that's a personally, I think that's a confusing dynamic in a full price store because I think you attract people to the off price and then hope they're going to go to the full price instead of the other way around. So uh, any thoughts on that? Is that the future? Yeah, actually in, in the UK, we're seeing the opposite of that. So the high end stores, uh, you know, we've got people like Selfridges as a client, uh, they're embracing the online journey, uh, but they're, they're helping uh, make that journey more convenient for the customer. And they, they, they're also saying that if you buy in store uh, or online, you should still be able to return online if that's more convenient for you. So we don't want to penalize you uh, and make you come into a store if, if it's not convenient for you. Um, so, so I think it's, it's an interesting tactic from Macy's, but actually I don't think it's the right answer. Um, you know, we, we do need to uh, address what the customer wants and, and customers tend to vote with their feet. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you. Um, so what is, do you think um, the best, the biggest challenge that you've had in the past three years and how you overcame it? And that can be either through work or personal or anything like that. Well, I think um, building the network was a, a big challenge just because of the, the scale of what we've been trying to do. Um, we're, we're not trying to build a solution for one country we're mm. trying to build build an entire global solution for the world um and you know last year we managed returns in over 120 countries so uh you know that that would tell you that there's demand absolutely everywhere yeah. for this yeah. this product 
uh, returns are everywhere. It doesn't matter what you sell. Uh, it's not all fashion by any means. It's it's all vertical. So yes, yes, the return rates are higher in fashion. Um, but you know the the convenience for that consumer and and helping them get a better uh, customer experience it makes them a lot more loyal and likely to shop again. So um, building that global network has been vital to our uh, success. Well, sure. And how is Brexit going to fit into all of that? <laughs> is that... So, so, yeah, it's a really interesting question because, because Brexit uh, actually complicates matters for retailers. Um, uh, before the, uh, the, the Brexit, you would naturally just be able to return stuff back into the uk without any hassle right. but now now when the goods come back they're going to need extra paperwork um if you ask a consumer to fill that paperwork in uh for a customs entry uh i can tell you that 100 percent of them will get it wrong so you basically need software that does that the problem is you can't pre-fill that paperwork in because the goods you don't know what the customer's returning right. so having that automated returns process where the customer is telling you what they're sending back our software then calculates exactly what's in the basket, what's the value of the goods, who was the outbound shipper, who was the receiver, what was the date of import and export. That that is all done in the matter of seconds. So so the uh, the customer has got a, you know a customer's declaration in their hand uh, that can also be transmitted digitally, uh, and they they don't have to think about Brexit. So yeah, well that's good. Um, you know that, that that's a, an important. Uh, aspect of what we do to automate the process. Do you think that having a longer return policy boosts sales? You know, there's like Casper over here is like, I don't know, is it a hundred nights free or a year free or something? I mean, if I was yeah. a millennial, I'd I, be saying, great, I'll use this for the whole semester and then I'll return it. It didn't feel right. But um, any thoughts around that? Is longer return times better? Or is... I think we've, we've done a lot of research around this and, and actually what we find is that the there's a big drop off after the first sort of um 10 days that basically um if they're going to return they're going to return uh earlier on in that process uh, and they're much light less likely to return later even if there is a longer policy what we do find is that if if people go free returns we see a, an increase uh of up to 25 percent in sales uh but only a four percent increase in returns wow. so uh, that's that's quite powerful data to actually uh, su- suggest that free returns are a good thing, um, and um, it's about then managing the cost of those so so that you can actually have a localized solution in each country, and even on a domestic scale, that you're offering different options for the consumer that that are not prohibitive to doing business. So that's really changed um, in the with retail in the last few years. You know the whole concept of returns becoming its own business i think has uh, and that it's um somehow your um part of your unique sales process is free returns both ways and no minimums and all of that any other changes around uh, returns do you think in the last three to five years yeah absolutely i mean amazon hasn't put a label in a box for five years now and uh, other retailers need to catch up with that um the reason they don't put the label in the box is because they want to drive their customer back online onto their website. You can do that through a portal. Um, we're also segmenting customers. Um, so we're saying if you're a VIP customer, you get an instant refund. But if you're a first time buyer, maybe we'll make you wait and, and you have to um, prove that your uh, goods are in good condition before we'll refund you. Mm. Uh, so having that data around who the 
the good buyers and the bad buyers are is vital to what we do um and uh, it's a big part of the future of the platform as we we get uh more data uh rich and capturing those return reasons uh is is vital so you can identify uh the serial returners uh you can also identify bad suppliers oh nice and what would you tell a friend going into retail um <laughs> it depends on which um which friend which, uh, yeah, <laughs> which friend yeah exactly but, um no i think um you know retail's in a tough place at the moment and, and managing your your bottom line is becoming more and more important um paying attention to the opportunity for international um so if you're going to sell internationally you need four or five things you need uh probably a marketplace presence you need good translations uh, you need a good payment gateway uh you need a good outbound delivery solution and on the back of that you need a really solid return solution good well i like that so um Tell me, how can they find out more about your service? So our website is www.zigzag.global uh, and we have plugins for uh, the leading shopping cartridges like Shopify, Magento, Salesforce, uh, Big Commerce, Channel Advisor and Limworks. And if you're on any of those platforms, you can be live on the uh, Zigzag solution inside an hour. There you go. Uh, so, so just get in touch with Zigzag and we'll happily... Uh, quote you for your returns excellent well very good well thanks for being a guest i really appreciate it al thanks bob thanks bye 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 that brings us to the close of another episode of tell me something good about retail i'm bob vibs your host known as the retail doctor based in the united states tune in next week when we have another set of movers shakers influencers, vendors, and brick-and-mortar retailers, all there to make you a smarter retailer.